the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, and I'm proud to have as my co-host, Mark Honf of Pacific Private Money, one of California's fastest-growing mortgage investment firms, which, by the way, you're still growing, aren't you? Still growing and still planning to grow. Excellent. Ten weeks in five years, yeah, right. all goes well. <laughs> okay. And the other Mark in the house, Mark Cooper of HL Commercial. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Remember that number because you're going to use it to answer the trivia questions for three tanning circuits. Certificates during given away during this show. Mm-hmm. Those certificates are not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon, which is having a big grand opening uh, right after the show. Actually, uh, two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Again, today's trivia theme is random trivia. Now, uh, Mark Cooper, you got some good stuff to talk about. Oh, What's we do. Boy, well, there's some crazy activity here in Marin County. and uh, On the commercial side, right? On the commercial side, sure. I, I've got an uh, office building not far from here. I mentioned that to you uh, last week. And, uh, man, one day I had five tours coming through, uh, multiple interested parties, inspections going on, craziness. And I had a, a client ask me, should I put in a backup offer if the property is already in escrow? And we don't see that as much in commercial. It's pretty – It's uh, and residential happens all the time because they're always generating multiple offer situations. But this property is uh, – uh, actually, an, another one I got cooking is up in Petaluma. An offer came in. There's not much inventory up there. And uh, a residential agent said, hey, should I put in a backup offer? Okay. Well, that, so that was actually, the question that, about that's, backup offers. That's actually yeah. what your email question yeah. came in was, when should a seller accept a backup offer? Yeah. So when should a seller lo- encourage or accept a backup offer? And it's funny because I, I had uh, – I spoke to my broker about that, and I said, well, what do you want to do? And he goes, you know, it's really nice to keep that backup offer in the back pocket. Um, and in this interesting situation, uh, the backup offer is stronger than the offer that we're in escrow on. So so my seller said, uh, wow, that backup offer looks pretty good. How do we push the buyer out? That's always a scary thing, though, you know, because you know, a lot of times your first offer is your, your best one. But also, how many people really want to put in a str- – a backup offer. You know, if they find out, oh, you're going to be in second position on the offer, a lot of times they just back off and they just, no, no, just wait to see if it actually comes through because that helps push the offer forward on the first one. Yeah. And what's interesting is that, you know, uh, Mark, you know, you're talking commercial real estate, but that, you know, really it applies in, in residential yeah. too because we're, you know, I, I uh, participate in buying, fixing, and flipping. Uh, residential real estate uh, with some of my clients. And we've got one on the market right now. And, you know, we're in a great market right now. Multiple offers, and we took what we thought was the strongest offer, but was actually less than the what's now the backup offer. Um, and so, when you say strong offer, you don't necessarily mean the highest priced offer. There's usually well, that, what, what are some of the other factors that so, make a strong offer? So here's here's what we're seeing when when I write up an offer on on behalf of a client, uh, we're looking at inspection, we're looking at appraisal and loan, 
And, mm. and so um, all of those have deadlines and timelines. And so uh, oftentimes someone will come in and say, you know, it's pretty common, uh, 30-day inspection, uh, 45 days for the loan, 60-day close, something to that effect. Now, if that uh, deal is to fall out, maybe they ask for a credit, seller says, no, I'm not giving you a credit. Um, maybe they do an inspection and they find something they don't like, or maybe there's a little trouble with the financing there. Um, the seller, the buyer can come back and ask for a credit. Seller says no, and then you're at a standoff. That's where the notice to perform comes into play. But if it's an amazing deal, they might actually be looking for some private money rather than canceling the transaction if they can't get their loan. Hmm. But the situation here was uh, we had a, the first offer comes in that was okay, a little less than the asking price. And uh, it had a, a long-term loan, SBA loan, which is typically 10% down uh, for an owner-occupant and uh, maybe a 90-day close on something like that. So what happened in this situation here is uh, they're doing their inspections. We're, we're 90 days out from the close. I get a call from somebody that wants to see a property that's represented by an agent, by the way, and we're going to talk about dual agency a little later. Um, so agent goes, I've got a real hot buyer. He really wants to see this property. And uh, I said, well, you know, I'm happy to show it. We're in escrow. We're doing our inspections. Um, and uh, they liked what they saw. And then the question of the backup offer came up. I encouraged the backup offer. And uh, what we're doing now is uh, we've got about four more days on inspections. We'll see how those inspections go, and then we'll respond to that uh, backup offer accordingly. Uh, but right now, we're just we're looking at that. Um, and I think it's nice to have my seller in the driver's seat as to do they want to accept this offer? Do they have to accept the offer? Can they wait? And it almost looks like in this situation, it might be prudent to wait uh, and see what happens. Yeah, because so, doesn't that yeah. usually push the... Uh, original offer to close because they know there's a strong backup offer. Right. And we mentioned sometimes the backup offers could come in stronger than the first yeah. one, especially uh, if, you know, looking at a 90 day with financing versus cash or a quick close. Um, and, and sometimes it's not the price that is preferable. It's the quick close. Yeah. Uh, I sell commercial condos. Not only do they have mortgages and taxes coming due soon, a lot of them have HOA fees. Oh, so okay. an HOA fee could be 500 bucks a month or more. And uh, if you're looking at a 90-day close, which might not close at all, you're carrying $1,500 that you don't need to if you can close quick and get the deal done. So, um, so that's the so the answer about backup offers is there's no real answer. Every every it's a case by case basis, uh, but it is something that you can do uh, with commercial and residential properties, and there is a CAR uh, form that we use for backup offers as well. And so, um, is there anything? that someone can do if, if, if they're on the buyer side and they're in a backup position? Is there something they should do to make their um, you know, offer extra compelling on the backup side? And are there things they shouldn't do? Well, you know, that's a great question. Uh, I would say, first of all, a, a, uh, a buyer that is red hot uh, for a property that's in escrow, I would, if I really wanted to buy the property, I would probably do uh, some inspections uh, as soon as possible, and then get in a solid offer that has limited financing or cash and a quick close. Mm. Because when that first deal falls out, you want to be right there and say, I'm willing to buy the property for this price, practically as is, and I can close on such and such date, because the, the seller is then going to be ready to deal with a real buyer. And the more homework you can do, uh, especially have some financing lined up, uh, if you need financing, that's the way to go, is just get all your ducks in a row. Maybe the second half of the question you can answer after we come back from this commercial break. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. We're going to cut to our uh, first commercial break here. Before we do, we want to do, make a quick mention here for a getaway to the wine country is the perfect way to relax this winter. The Glen Ellen Oyster Grill and Martini Bar is the perfect place for a romantic Ooh, meal or party bar. with friends and family. <laughs> Got to check them out. They have some secret cottages. GlenEllenInn.com. All right. First trivia question. Who gave the state of Florida its name? All right. Hmm. That's our question. I, think I got this one. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Call 888-912-1190. Be the first one to answer the question, and you'll win the tanning certificates. Good for three tanning uh, services. For, uh, 888-912-1190. Don't touch that dial. The best of invest. You'll be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Edward Brown here with a pair of marks. A pair of marks. That, that's a good poker hand, isn't it? Mark, <laughs> Mark Honf of Pacific Private Money and Mark Cooper of HL Commercial. All right, here's our first trivia question, which Mark Cooper says he knows the answer to. Who gave the state of Florida its name? Here's what jumped out at me. It was Ponce de Leon. That's correct. Oh, my Juan goodness. Wow. Ponce de Leon. And finally, after a year on the show, I got yeah. one right. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I celebrate with a martini. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's Inn. That's right. Okay, so uh, Mark, you wanted to finish. Mark Honf, you wanted to ask your second Yeah, well, we're. We're, we're talking commercial and residential real estate today. Uh, Mark Cooper, commercial real estate expert. Mark Honf, uh, residential real estate and loan expert. And uh, we were talking uh, backup offers and uh, what a backup offer should. And the second part of the question is uh, should not do. Are, are there anything, any advice you have for someone who's going into a backup position on a uh, commercial purchase offer, what they shouldn't do? Right. Well, I think I was mentioning that, especially with uh, with industrial and warehouse space, there is little to no inventory in Marin and Sonoma County. Like hardly anything. Nothing for lease, nothing for sale. So when something does come up, there's a lot of activity. And uh, so, uh, oftentimes they'll quickly get a property into escrow. And uh, I see a lot of SBA deals. I see uh, uh, long-term loan contingencies. And uh, oftentimes someone will get a property in a contract and come back and ask for a credit. They want to pay less, or they discover something during their inspection period. So, uh, you know, 45, 60 days rolls around. They come, it's time to remove the contingencies. Buyer asks for a credit, and the seller's like, shoot, I'm already 60 days into this deal. Do I want to start over with a new buyer who's yeah. going to lead me down the same way? Right. So, so my tip on the backup offer would be uh, a cash <laughs> transaction with a quick close and little to no contingencies, as is, quick close. I mean, I would say... Line up a uh, private money loan with Pacific private money. Yeah. Private yeah. money is looking really good. You know, 14 to 21 day close, I just get the deal done because the seller does not want to start back at square one and, and do the little dance all over again. So that's what I would say. If you're going to go into a backup position, you want to be a cash transaction, which can oftentimes tump, trump... Oh, I just said Trump. <laughs> Trump. This is not a political show, by the way. <laughs> not at all. Uh, I would say uh, a cash deal could trump price of transaction mm-hmm. many a time. Yeah. Uh, well, that's very true. Uh, I've sold a lot of real estate in my career, and many times I'm not taking the highest price. Uh, we just uh, we opted out on a flip. Uh, um, we had an offer, I think, came in at six twenty-five, and then another offer came in at uh, six ten. 
But the 610 offer had a pre-qualification letter from uh, First Republic Bank. And so the buyers looked really strong, whereas the other borrowers were looking for kind of like a max financed opportunity, 97-ish percent uh, FHA type loan. And, and uh, so we went with the, uh, we went with the, with the yeah. uh, First Republic uh, qualified. Now, you, so you didn't uh, counter on that one? Well, I'm just kind of curious. Well, we we did, uh, okay. but they countered back at the same price. Okay. And again, because they were willing to close within 21 days, um, it just was it was very clean. And so we decided to, to go with it. And, they countered and, with bird in hand. Yes, they did. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But you know what's interesting? So, you know, we're also lenders, too, at Pacific Private Money. People come to us for fast, reliable financing when they're either trying to make a like an all-cash offer, or maybe their financing glitched, uh, or maybe they've had to extend their purchase escrow and they're trying to buy property and the seller is telling them, I'm not going to give you any further extensions because I've got a guy in backup position who's willing to pay all cash. And what's funny about that is I hear that a lot and I have come to find out from time to time that sometimes that's not always true, that uh, there's always that kind of that... Well, like we go. We got a guy. We got a guy in backup who's willing to pay all cash, and uh, but they don't actually ever prove that that person exists. I wonder if that's a strategy that some people use in uh, in, in in real estate to to get the uh, buyer to uh, you know get off his duff and and. Close. I mean, are there, is that a legal maneuver? Well, I was. My question would be: Are we talking principals? Are we talking licensed agents who are doing this? And and Good I want to believe. Yeah that uh, folks that are honest in this business are the ones that are going to last. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'll I'll see a guy that lies and he makes some money and he's like, well, shoot, I could lie and make a bunch of money. This is the perfect career for me. But, uh, (laughs) you know, I I mean, I I had... uh, I had an offer I made on a property, and uh, one of my buyers is all cash full price. If he likes it, all cash full price. So I submitted this offer, and uh, I was very surprised I didn't get a counter. Uh, I didn't get any, like, wow. thank you very much. And a week hmm. goes by, two weeks go by, and I said to the agent, hey, I just want to confirm my offer was presented yeah. and when. I didn't see any kind of response. And uh, she said, yes, it was it was presented the same day it was received. And this is an agent I've done a lot of business with that I trust. So I don't think they're going to say, hey, I never, you know, I presented your offer when they didn't. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's almost like there's got to be some honor among thieves here. Well, but yeah, but, also, but, but legally, <laughs> yeah. they have to present all offers, don't they? Well, yeah, doesn't mean they're doing it. <laughs> well, and that's, yes, and that's just the case because yes. I have asked clients who have told me, look, we have to close by Friday or they're going to pull uh, the contract. They've already uh, uh, initiated a letter to perform. They say they've got a, an all cash in backup position. I said, well, have you, have you seen that offer? Did you see a copy? Well, well, no, The that's what the... Sellers well, they, they probably wouldn't give you a copy of the competing offer. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't so, think you're allowed so, to. So that mm. can you show? I don't. I, I don't know here, but I, I think that sure. that yeah. gets back to uh, you know. I mean, I, I've shown that there's, hey, there's a lot of activity. You know, a lot of activity yeah. on a property. I mean, the thing on Fifth Avenue, geez. I had five showings in one day. Yeah. I just camped out wow. th- for the whole day at the property. It was one <laughs> after. And I, I had another guy that said, you know, I know this is, uh, this is really tough. Uh, his wife wants to see it. I know we got in yesterday. We're very, very interested. His wife wants to see it. And I said, hey, let me see what I can do. I'll pull some strings. I already had another tour scheduled in two hours. I said, you know what? Come back at 2.30. Yeah. And I got him into all the units because I was already showing it again. You know, so and do you have them show up at the same time? You no, know, you know, I I try to stagger it by about yeah. it. I stagger them by about an hour because what'll un, invariably here's what'll happen: 
the first guy gets there late, yeah. and the next guy will get there early, early. <laughs> and they show up at the same time. Got to get them to switch. <laughs> yeah, hey, you know, you can do whatever you can, but you got to stagger it by an hour. And uh, if the first guy's running late, you got to call him right away. Or if not, it all of a sudden, they're uh, every once in a while, I'll do that where I bring a group of three buyers through and they all see each other. And some of these guys know each other, yeah. you know, so uh, it's interesting. But uh, that gets to the dual agency, which I think we'll cover uh, a little later in the program. Well, I was going to say some dual agency stuff. So we're talking about multiple offers on both commercial and residential real estate in in the Bay Area. You know, we're we're now we're now finally in in spring. It stopped raining, and it's just amazing how the activity has picked up. Um, I mean, I've got agents who send us a lot of um, applications for for our private money loan products for our quick close products, and it, you know the markets are just on fire again. And it's it's kind of funny. A few months back, we were trying to figure out you know well, what's what's twenty seventeen going to look like? Are we peaking out? Is the market slowing down? And and th- there were signs that would have suggested that twenty seventeen <clears throat> might not be that strong a market. But it's interesting with with the election of Trump and the strong stock market, uh, consumer sentiment is up. A you know now we're you know we're having another year and and if you're in real estate investing and if you like you know you and I Mark you know we're we're uh, we we make our money on the buying and selling and financing of of real estate I mean I'm thrilled I I'm I'm really excited about this year and and how it's shaping up uh, it looks like we're in for another strong real estate year um, for clients of yours Mark that that are looking to buy. Um, and they're frustrated because we're in a multiple offer market in a lot of markets. How do you advise them in terms of how they, you know, how do you go about acquiring the real estate that they're looking to invest in? Well, I think that's a great question. I mean, I have some clients that uh, we're, we're loyal to each other. So if you get a good agent that is active in the market where you're seeking mm-hmm. property and the communication is strong and you're loyal to each other, I found this property. I'd like you to write it up. Hey, here's a great property. I think we should go see it together. It's all about those relationships. Good and point. and if I see something that's good, I've got one right now. And I, I was going to say I've, I'm waiting on one phone call. And if that phone rings, I'm going to run out this door. Yeah. So, so uh, <laughs> all right. Well, 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 while you're waiting for that, let's cut to our next commercial break here. All right. Okay. In what year were the first modern Olympic Games held? And you get extra credit if you can name the country in which it was held, okay? Mm. That's our trivia question, 888-912-1190. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing will be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with Mark Honf and Mark Cooper. Here was our second trivia question. In what year were the first modern Olympic Games held? Mark, you got the, the, the modern Olympics. So um, I say 1920. No, but what was the country? Greece. Greece okay, was the I, correct. I get, a, I get a chance. I'm, yes. I'm going to go. Got it. You're going to hold us to that uh, date there. Okay. I'm going to say uh, 29. No, it was 1896. Ooh. So you guys weren't too far uh, off. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Not, okay. not too bad. And as we pointed out, they were not naked uh, in this one. No, that was the original Olympics the original way back in the... To make sure that women didn't... Uh, back in the aughts. Sneak, sneak in, yes, <laughs> exactly. 
Um, so I want to make a quick couple of quick mentions here. First of all, uh, what do you do if your child cannot hear or speak? Where do you go? Uh, the Weingarten Children's Center provides innovative and effective therapy and education services to children, and they're having an awesome golf tournament Monday, April 17th at the Peninsula Golf and Country Club in San Mateo with lunch, golf, and dinner included. Check them out at speak, excuse me, let me try this again, listen, speak, learn, Dot org. Mm. All right. And then also one one more quick mention here for my friends at High Tech Screen and Shades. I just had my screens put in, and they're oh. the kind that they're retractable, and then you bring them together. They're awesome. Check them out high, uh, and call Rick at High Tech Screens and Shades. Okay, Mark. So I had asked it. We, we ran out of time, and I had asked Mark Cooper a question about uh, um, – you know, we were talking about multiple offers, and we're talking about how uh, the real estate market, both on the commercial side and the uh, residential side, for buyers is tight. And so, how are you working with clients that are looking to acquire commercial property, but they're competing in a tight market? Well, I, I think one thing I said is where you are, get an agent that's experienced in that and specializes in that area. So, um, I would say I've probably sold 20 warehouses in the last couple of years. And with the market being tight, I have relationships with the people that bought those warehouses, oh. and uh, there's a good opportunity there. I mean, in fact, I sold one warehouse. I sold twice last year. I sold it to one guy. <laughs> he held it for a couple months and turned it around and sold it again okay, for a profit. I'm glad you made that clear because you yeah. didn't sell it to, to two different people at no, the same I love time. That. Yeah, no, I, that's my next plan. They can really make a career out of that. Um, but uh, with the market being so tight, I go back to some of my off-market properties and uh, and I have a relationship with those people and say, I'd like to bring a client by. Would you look at an offer if he wants to buy your property? And uh, I mean, so what if warehouse is three hundred and twenty dollars a foot? If there's no inventory, it doesn't matter, yeah. right? So, so what we're doing is we're looking, we're pursuing off-market properties uh, with the relationships that we've built over the years. And Peter Gettner and I sell the majority of the warehouses in Marin County. A mm. uh, little plug from my partner there. Mm. And uh, so we've got relationships, and I think that that's really important. Do uh, you want to have a relationship that one has experience in the market? and the asset class that you're looking for. And uh, there may be somebody, you know, you want to buy apartment buildings, talk to that specialist because he's sold a lot of them and he's got relationships gotcha. and that might be a way to go. Um, and, you know, a lot of people are afraid of uh, getting an agent on board, but it's like, hey, a, a buyer and a tenant, you don't have to pay your agent. It's paid on the listing side. And you're going to, it's not just finding the property. Finding the property is the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Making an offer under the terms and conditions that you're comfortable with. Yeah. Uh, making sure the contracts reflect that and there's nothing else uh, sandwiched in there. No surprises. Uh, that's what we specialize in. So um, if anybody's looking for a Marin County commercial property, uh, I'm the guy, Mark Cooper, HL Commercial, 415-608-1036. Well, the market's so hot, uh, especially in Marin, um, I would hope that people would want to call you. Good investments out here. Yeah. Well, and Mark, you're you're absolutely 100% correct. If you're a buyer, you need to have a good agent representing you to help you find opportunities in this tight market. Uh, I'm going to offer up another suggestion for people who are looking to acquire property in this tight market on the financing side. So unless you have a mattress full of cash or a rich uncle and who's willing to bankroll you on your acquisition of property so you can run around and make these all-cash offers, I have a suggestion for you uh, on making a like-all-cash offer. Now, you have to work closely with your 
agent representative on how you craft the contracts that you would make using a, a private money loan. But one of the beauties of using private money, some, sometimes it's called hard money, but a Pacific private money, we make a lot of loans to people who want to make aggressive offers on a real estate purchase, like an all-cash offer. And when I say like an all-cash, there basically is no financing contingency number one. And number two, you can have a shortened time period in the escrow. Uh, we've financed uh, purchase transactions where the buyer went in there with a 10-day 10 uh, 10-day close, uh, like all cash. Now, we've also uh, been involved in transactions where the buyer instructed their agent to write all cash in the offer. And again, I'm not, I, I, I'm not going to comment on the morality of that, uh, but they uh, had the intention to come to a company like Pacific Private Money and slip in there last minute with, uh, with, a, you know, with a basically non-contingent hard money loan. Uh, I will say that sometimes the, uh, uh, the selling agent and or even sometimes even the escrow company will get a little peeved when they, when they believe that a ca- it's a cash transaction. They find out, well, there's actually going to be financing in here, but you know, it's going to be easy, low documentation financing that we provide. But uh, anyway, just, you know, check with your realtor on that, but uh, consider using private money and private money right now in the Bay Area is priced. It's priced a lot more competitively today than it was a year ago last year, and certainly much more competitively than it was two or three or five years ago. So if it's been a while since you've investigated the cost of private financing, a private money loan, a hard money loan, whatever you want to call it, it's all the same thing, uh, from a company like Pacific Private Money, you need to give us a call uh, because I will tell you that rates continue to drop. Even though Prime has now uh, gone up twice uh, in the last six months, private money real estate loan rates in the Bay Area are as competitive today as ever. There are new lenders that are coming in, uh, and we've had to adjust accordingly. Rates are coming down, fees are coming down. They're still, you know, they're still subjective. They're still holistic. It depends on, you know, what's what's the loan to value? How much financing do you need? Um, how fast do you need it? Uh, what's the cl- condition of the collateral? What's the capacity and the credit of the borrower? There's all these types of things we kind of factor in there. But all that being said, a year ago our average loan rate was still pretty close to 10 percent, and today our average loan rates closer to 9%. A year ago, we were still getting, you know, three points on most deals, two to three points. Now it's one to two points. So, Mm -hmm. uh, and no prepayment penalty is very common. Whereas a year or two ago, uh, oftentimes you'd be quoted, well, there's a six month minimum interest guarantee for our money. Well, guess what? Your money isn't any greener than anybody else's. So uh, I'll go for the guy that has no prepayment penalty. And at Pacific Private Money, all of our loans have no prepayment penalty. So if you want to pay us back in six days, six weeks, six months. That's great. Just not six years because we like to do short-term loans of uh, around a year, uh, year to 18 months. So for more information about uh, uh, fast, friendly uh, financing from Pacific Private Money, uh, well, go to our website, pacificprivatemoney.com. Okay. And when we come back, I want to ask you an email question and find out a deal of the week. Nice. All right. Here's our uh, next trivia question. (laughs) Frankenmuth. Which I don't know how you even spell that one. Okay. A U.S. city named, nicknamed Little Bavaria is located in what state? We're talking the United States. Say the here. name again. Frankenmuth. Frankenmuth. M-U-T-H. Frankenmuth. Probably with a little umlaut over the U or something. Something like that. Yeah. My computer didn't do that. All right. 
888-912-1190. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing still going to be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Mark Cooper. Trivia question, Frankenmuth, M-U-T-H, a U.S. city nicknamed Little Bavaria is located in what state? Now, you have 50 choices here. Missouri. Pennsylvania. No, no. Michigan. <sighs> ah. The other M state. The other M state, that's right. <laughs> so, Mark, we got an email. Mm. Uh, let me try to condense this here for you. It says, my two sons and my daughter are unable to invest their own money in your fund. And you'll have to explain what that is, Okay. Um, as they are not accredited investors. However, I am. Could I create an irrevocable family trust? I wonder if they have to do that. You'll have to tell us if they have Mm. to do that. With my children as members and invest in your fund through the trust. Uh, My net worth is over $5 million, which is um, a threshold for entities like family trusts. Interesting. So at Pacific Private Money, we have a mortgage pool fund that we use to make our real estate loans. Uh, And a mortgage pool fund is like a mutual fund of sorts. It's like a mutual fund of uh, mortgage secured notes. And so we take investment capital from private individuals all over the Bay Area, in fact, all over California. Uh, People invest in our fund. The minimum investment is $50,000. And you must be accredited under the definition of the uh, government, the SEC, in order to invest in our fund. And and the definition of what makes a person an accredited investor is simply that you have a net worth of $1 million or higher exclusive of the equity of your home. Now, I know a lot of people in the Bay Area, they have a net worth of a million dollars or greater, largely due to the equity in their home. But in this case, uh, uh, you cannot count that. So uh, obviously, their children are not accredited. There's a couple of ways um, that you can invest on behalf of of your children. Uh, And one way uh, certainly is to create an irrevocable trust. Whether or not that's the right thing for you to do is really going to be up to your tax advisor, your your uh, um, retirement advisor. You, you, hopefully you have a good attorney that you use for your estate planning and other documentation you want to confide with them because, uh, again, you want to make sure this is the right way for you to go. Um, but they did mention in the letter that they had a net worth of over $5 million. Why is that relevant? Well, um, to invest in a, in a mortgage pool fund like Pacific Private Money, you need to be, uh, number one, accredited if you're an individual. But if you're investing through uh, uh, your trust, the trust has to have a, um, a value or net worth of $5 million or more. And again, I know this, this kind of gets down into the weeds. And for more information, you can always uh, contact us. But I have, uh, I have offered other um, options to people who have inquired, um, because I, we do have several clients. Clients who have invested on behalf of their children. And so what they've done is they've simply opened up another account, a second or third account in their name. They're the uh, accredited investor. And they will, the downside is they have to report the interest income on their taxes. But, you know, typically, unless they're in such a high tax bracket that that, uh, this doesn't make sense to them. But we've had. Wait a minute. Couldn't they report it as nominee interest? I I don't know. yeah. Again, that's that's something that I'm not. Because uh, really kind of collecting on behalf of other people. Yeah, I don't I don't handle that 
you know, the, the CPA side of it, you would have to take care of yourself. But we've had people open up uh, additional accounts uh, on behalf of their brother, sister, mother, children, whatever, wh- whoever that person is who wasn't accredited but has money that they want to invest. So, again, there's there's a number of ways you can get creative with this. Text, uh, check with your uh, tax planner, your CPA, your your tax attorney, and uh, they can give you advice on that. But, uh, but uh you know, we're really super excited about how well the Pacific Private Money Fund has performed. Uh, it's been in existence for four years now, and we've been producing yields right around 8%. We were a little above 8% uh, in 2014 and 2015. In 2016, we were at 7.8%. Uh, this year, I'm predicting we're going to be somewhere between 75 and 8%, uh, depending on some of the payoffs that we have coming in that have some additional fees uh, for the fund. Uh, but, we, you know, as we talked about last uh, um, segment, private money real estate rates are trending down, and so we're meeting that that marketplace pressure. And as a result, the yields in our fund have been coming down a little bit. But I got to tell you, given what you're you know going to get in savings rates and money market rates, and the fact that I'm not really sure if we're going to see another bull run uh, anytime soon in the stock market, you know, a, a solid seven and a half percent. Ish or seven percent plus yield uh, with safety and security features and collateral behind it. Uh, you know, our number one goal at the Pacific Private Money is capital preservation. So we are are very very bullish about uh, the strength uh, and safety of that investment in terms of capital preservation and uh, the fact that you can still earn a strong seven plus percent yield uh, on those uh, on that invested capital. I, I just think it's just it's the it's the best kept secret in investing today. Investing in mortgage pool funds. So for more information, go to our website pacificprivatemoney.com uh, or. You know, give us a call four one five eight eight three twenty one fifty, and we've got uh, uh, some uh, um, one page collateral. We've got some uh, ten page collateral. We've got an executive summary. We've got all kinds of uh, uh, very easy to read, easy to understand um, promotional material on the Pacific Private Money Fund and how it works. Do you have any uh, any kind of deal of the week or any uh, exciting deals? You're you know, on? it's it's funny. It's not so much the deal of the week is that the phones have been ringing off the hook, and my agents are just going nuts and it's just so great it's you know we went through february where we were all looking at each other going oh my god what happened did something happen in the marketplace and someone forgot to tell us i mean it rained right (laughs) there was nothing going on and everybody that i've talked to whether you're a real estate agent uh or you're in you're a lender i mean there was nothing happening in our little universe in February, and as a result, even early March, we just didn't have that many closings. And now, you know, it's funny, the pendulum swings, in our office, the pendulum swings one of two ways. We have too many deals and not enough cash, or too much cash and not enough deals. It's never, you know, just right. And so um, we had way more investors calling us in February going, hey, I'm not seeing anything from you guys. You know, what do you have to, what do you have to invest in? Or should I be, you know, put some more money in your fund? And then uh, this this week, it's it's all about uh, sending out uh, um, uh, trustee investment opportunities. Since our fund is now fully uh, uh, fully lent out, we've lent out all all the money in our fund, and now we're going to our you know our uh, stable of high net worth individuals who like to invest themselves in individual notes. And finding a lot of those guys have uh, uh, got tired of sitting on cash and invested in other things. But, but so. you're still uh, obviously your your fund has room to grow. So you're still oh, the fund has a lot of room to grow. Yeah. So yeah, so we're we're at twenty five million uh, uh, total assets under. Management in the Pacific Private Money Fund right now. It's the the PPM, the private place 
investment memorandum or offering circular, as some people refer to it as, is written for a $50 million capital raise. But uh, I know already that we're probably going to double that to $100 million because we, uh, you know, we're, we're on pace to do about uh, $100 million worth of fundings this year. And so we, we can definitely use more of your capital. Uh, so if you're interested in, in a 7% yield secured by real estate, and I might add the weighted average loan to value of loans in our portfolio, we've got about 80 loans in our portfolio right now, is under 60% loan to value. So it's a very conservative, very well-secured fund. So if you're nervous about real estate prices maybe taking a dip sometime in the near future, uh, I don't see it right now in the 24-month horizon, but that doesn't mean it can't or won't happen. Uh, but we believe that we are well-positioned to weather a, um, you know, a, a, you know, a correction or, or slight downturn in the real estate market. And the one or two foreclosures you actually had in the fund, the fund didn't suffer, right? Well, we've got one foreclosure right now that is um, set to close actually next week. And if all goes well, um, I'm still waiting for the final closing st- estimated closing statement on that. But the fund's actually going to make a profit, a nice little profit for that. So that'll be a nice uh, yield boost for the fund uh, when that comes in. So, uh, so far, so good. Yeah, we've got very, very few foreclosures historically, and uh, we're making a nice little profit on this one right now. Right now. Excellent. Okay. Uh, when we come back, uh, we've got another five-minute segment, and we'll uh, close up with some closing comments. All right? And a few more details. Doesn't touch that dial. The Best Investing is going to be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Mark Cooper. And uh, Mark Cooper, you had a very quick question for uh, Mark Honf. Well, we we were talking about those, is it a cash deal when it's a private money deal? And and a comment I actually had was, does the purchase contract say that a loan or appraisal is the contingency of the purchase? So can they get out of the deal if they don't have an appraisal or they they don't get the loan? So I'd be very careful when the contract's written, and uh, is that something that you're putting into purchase contracts, appraisal and loan contingencies, Mark? Right. Well, so I'm not actually putting them into the contract because we are the people, uh, we're the company people go to when they want a, uh, a reliable, fast-closing loan so they can make a low or no contingent offer. But you're, you're your question brings up actually a point I didn't make, I forgot to make, which is most companies like ours, like Pacific Private Money, most private lenders don't require a contingent, uh, an appraisal on a purchase transaction. Mm-hmm. On refinances, mostly we do because we want to we want to really verify the value. But on a purchase, on an arm's length purchase transaction that on a listed property, um, we generally uh, presume after you know some minimal due diligence that the parties know what they're doing and that. It's it's, it's a fair market price, so we do not require an appraisal. So that uh, so that part of it, you know, also helps in terms of making a um, you know a a very low or no contingent offer. Right, absolutely. So so uh, I'm an agent. I'm my buyer is using private money, and I write up the offer as if it was a cash transaction, which would be this is how much I'm putting down. This is how much we're having at close. No appraisal. Uh, contingency, mm-hmm. no finding contingency. I'm going to do is my inspections. Once those are good, we're going to close this deal. I'm definitely buying it. Absolutely. And and again, it, it, every private lender company operates differently. Some 
may want an appraisal. Some may want certain inspections. But because in private money, we tend not to go above 70% loan-to-purchase price, um, you know, I know at Pacific Private Money, we don't get caught up in, in that. Uh, we, again, presume that the buyer who's putting at least 30% down doesn't want to make a stupid acquisition, and he's probably represented by uh, a smart, uh, reputable agent like yourself, Mark. So, you know, if it's prudent to get an inspection, they will, or maybe inspections already exist. And again, the appraisal part of it, you know, you and I know the appraisal, you know, business is a racket. No offense to appraisers because they're hardworking, but we know it's kind of a racket. And, and right now, appraisal time periods are ridiculously long. So, you know, having an appraisal contingency in a real estate contract is is, is problematic in, in many situations, both in commercial and residential. Don't you find that to be true? Yeah, I do. And, and the other thing that comes up there is, well, what happens if it doesn't appraise? And if it's an appraisal contingency doesn't appraise, the buyer come come back and ask for a credit or cancel the yeah, deal yeah. and say, hey, I had an appraisal contingency, didn't appraise, or it appraised under. Um, I think when you were saying it's a racket, I think 99% of all appraisals I've ever seen come back at the contract price. <laughs> and, and when it doesn't, <laughs> fancy that. And when or it, above. Yeah. And when or, it doesn't, that's when Astro from the Jetsons says, row, row. <laughs> Is that Was that Scooby-Doo? <laughs> no, no, no. That was Astro. Was that, was that Astro? Hey, George. <laughs> yeah, I guess a little bit of Scooby-Doo. Too. I think it, was, it could have been the same Hanna-Barbera was the same yeah. voice for... Ray uh, Jaggy. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> so, so here's a trivia question. Who was the voice of Scooby-Doo? do shaggy no <laughs> I, I don't know um it was the guy that did america's top 40 and i just casey Kasem. Casey Kasem. Kasem. oh that's, that's right. right okay hey guys we gotta cut out for today that was fun all right here's our thoughts for the day you guys remember uh, the tennis player vetus gerolitis kind of the names from the past mm. he said nobody beats Verus gerolitis 17 times in a row and this was after beating jimmy connor's after 16 consecutive losses to him. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I guess I could say that too, huh? And Muhammad Ali said, and I don't remember him saying this, but this is a good one. He said, I should be a postage stamp. That's the only way I'll ever get licked. <laughs> good old, good, good old Muhammad Ali. Absolutely. All right. So, again, Mark, give out your phone number. Mark Hunt. So, PacificPrivateMoney.com, 415-883-2150 for more information about mortgage pool fund investing or a fast, non-contingent loan. And Mark Cooper? Mark Cooper, HL Commercial, leasing and investment sales here in Marin County. My cell is 415-608-1036. My email, Mark, M-A-R-K, at HLCRE.com. Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Um, thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on the Bay Area's Business Leader. AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which... 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.